Welcome to a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. I'm at the Villa Saint-Martin, which is the Jesuit retreat house in Montreal for a meeting of the national directors of the Pontifical Missionary Societies of North, Central, and South America and the Caribbean. So there are directors here from 16 different countries, and I'm sitting here now with Jose Sierra. He is the communications director for the Pontifical Missionary Societies for French Canada, um, which is the group hosting the event. Jose, welcome to the program. So for people who've never heard Pontifical Missionary Societies, what, what are those? So for the Pontifical Mission Societies, uh, if you can, well, the first a word that would come up uh, in, in your mind or in mine is pontifical, meaning that these are missionary mission societies that belong uh, theoretically to the Pope. Okay. Though, uh, um, back in, in the 19th century, there were different societies were created by people mostly in, in French, uh, in, uh, sorry, in, um, in uh, France. And later, in 1922, the Pope, uh, back then, uh, decided to gather all these four societies that exist today and to create what is called uh, the Pontifical Mission Societies. And it Sorry, okay, so, and I, I apologize because I keep saying Pontifical Missionary Societies and it's Mission Societies. Yes. So there are four societies, obras in Spanish, oeuvre in French, um, doesn't really translate to societies, I guess. Um, so there are four. Can you then explain which is which? Yes, so uh, there are four, meaning that each one ha is a, has a, a specific uh, 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 point. Let, let's take the first one, the Missionary uh, Society for uh, the L'Enfance um, Missionnaire, which uh, is yeah. the Childhood, Missionary Childhood Society. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's kids helping kids to pray for other kids all around the world and to, if they can, send money also. Mm -hmm. So these kids uh, can, can have education, basic things, water in, in some places uh, on earth, okay. um, basic things. But it, it, it's, it's a, like an, uh, an evangelical uh, step in their in their spirituality or in their belonging to the church, mm -hmm. helping someone is is, is basically something Jesus mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> it's a very simple thing, and in in a lot of, of uh, Latin American countries, Africa and so on, in these poor places, uh, and a lot of kids are uh, deeply involved in the childhood uh, um, society. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, they, they have uh, uh, meetings, uh, thousands of people, right. of kids, uh, not only uh, uh, small kids, small children, also mm -hmm. teenagers. Mm -hmm. They get involved. They have their activities, animation, and so on. And, and they really want to be together, not only to help uh, their local church, or the church from their uh, countries, but also to help other churches around the world. So I remember growing up in Panama and we would hear about La Infancia Misionera. It doesn't translate very well to English, but I know sometimes they call it holy childhood. Yes. Um, so it's to promote that missionary spirit among children as opposed to doing missionary work with children or both? Uh, it's to promote and 
for sure, when these when a child is, uh, becomes a teenager or you know close to to uh, uh, being a, an adult, mm -hmm. if if they desire, they can you know go on a on a trip or a missionary uh, trip and actually help okay. uh, people uh, on on the terrain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's the first society, the the missionary, the childhood. Let's see. I can't know how to. It's the missionary childhood is what you called it in English. What's the next one? I I, uh, I would uh, mention the propagation of the faith. Uh -huh. Well, if you take the word propagation, you propagate something, mm -hmm. and and a lot of people think of pr uh, pr propagation of of the faith as propagating, you know, like spreading of like a virus. In this case, spreading uh -huh. the actual word of God, spreading the, the, the missionary uh, work. And we always have to keep in mind that these societies were, were uh, created so that people can get together and do what Jesus did on earth. Okay. And, and that's the really the, the, the root, that's the source of, of, this, of the missionary action. So people always have to keep in mind Missionary does not mean you have to be a priest or a religious uh, person to go to some other place right. outside. It's to have that that uh, um, intuition to spread the good news, just like Jesus did. Yeah. If you can, if you if you if you could travel to some other place, uh, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. But if you start from 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 your home, from your your community from uh, your 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 network of friends and and so on if you start to do that you're actually doing the mission work okay so so propagation of the faith i think is probably the one that most people may have heard of because there's a pontifical council or there's a council of, that's the propagation of the faith propaganda fide is that the same and is it the same um i guess idea that would have had the church since the days of Jesus going to the ends of the earth to proclaim the good news, that's where that comes from? Propagation of the faith uh, would be the, the, the first uh, um, work or society. Okay, first work. The first one created by a lay woman, mm -hmm. uh, Pauline Jaricot. Okay. And, and she's the one who, who uh, ignited the whole thing. Okay. She, she, if, if this exists today, it's because of her. Right. And the other societies came after, after, after because of her, and that, that was, they were created in, if my uh, my memory is, is right, in 1822, okay. around there. So we have the missionary childhood or, or holy childhood. We have the propagation of the faith, and then what are the two others? And the third one is uh, um, the Society of Saint Peter the Apostle, mm -hmm. and this one is Saint Peter. Mm -hmm. Talking about the 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 the, the first pope or the, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. The, the one uh, sitting on top of the rock yeah yeah and and this one is related to the uh, the formation of priests okay. the, well the formation of of people of young mm -hmm. men who are to become priests and uh, we pray for them and also we also send money mm -hmm. or we can adopt. A, a seminarist, so they can actually uh, have what, it, what what they need to make their studies theological, okay. philosophical, um, philosophy studies, yeah. okay. to become a priest. 
So for for people who live in, I guess, mission countries or, or poorer countries that there isn't enough uh, money to support the seminarians, this uh, the, the St. Peter Apostle helps them financially and with resources so that seminarians in other countries can go. Yeah. Okay. And so there's one missing. Which is the fourth one? The, the fourth one is the Pontifical Union uh, Society. I'm trying to translate it from French. L'Union Pontificale Missionnaire. Okay. And this one is basically, uh, uh, it has to do with the formation, uh, 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 missionary formation of right. religious people, lay people, lay. and also priests. Okay. Because they need, everyone needs formation. You know, okay. to move to move ahead. So this one, uh, the, the, that's what it it's about. And I have to, I, I wanted to mention that uh, the societies were were created to help the poorest uh, of the, the dioceses, mm -hmm. the poorest dioceses in the world. Okay. So there's a lot of dioceses. There's around 1,200 uh, dioceses that that uh, these uh, works or this, these societies help. Okay, so those are the dioceses that we would call mission dioceses, correct? Yes. Okay, so there are four societies. They're all under this umbrella of, of pontifical mission societies. Right. But every country in the world has an, a pontifical mission society office or directors, as the office here in, in French Canada, your office. Can you explain how that works? Well, yes, every, um, there, there are about 140 um, uh, offices, mm -hmm. uh, we call them national offices, and uh, in, in, in uh, all over the world, five continents, and even poor countries have their own, uh, uh -huh. the Pontifical Mission Societies work running, even if they, they well, they do what they can mm -hmm. with the, the, the resources that they have. Right. But uh, I've heard stories about uh, um, let's say Sudan. Mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, I met um, an ex-national uh, um, uh, director from Sudan, mm -hmm. and he said, "Well, over in the month of October each year, which is a missionary, we celebrate Missionary Sunday, uh -huh. celebrated by the church. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the country they gave what they could, right. if, even if it was a thousand dollars, and they actually sent money to help other." Poor countries, right. even if they were poor. Okay. So you, by that you can you can see the the the, the, the their um, spirituality, their their emphasis on evangelizing, on doing what Jesus did on earth. Right. Like I said before. So th there's obviously the financial help, sending money, but can you give us maybe more concrete examples of what work, let's say, your office here in French Canada would do? to support mission of the four, I guess, the four societies overseas? Yes. Well, certainly uh, we're in French, we work for French Canada, and there's another office for English Canada. Yeah. So who, if, if one says French, well, it means we work with French-speaking uh, populations yeah. and French-speaking uh, countries. Mm -hmm. So we help projects that are, that are in, uh, let's say, uh, Senegal. Okay. Or uh, we're, this year uh, we're going to help uh, uh, Vietnam mm -hmm. uh, uh, seminarians from uh, seminarians from Vietnam. Yeah. They speak French over there. Yeah. Uh, that's an example. Um, we've we've helped uh, Chad 
also right. okay. kids uh, from Chad. So our national director, he's been doing a lot of traveling to these places to see f with his eyes and to you know to see what they're what people are doing, what what uh, what needs are, are what, yeah. Yeah, do, what needs uh, do they have, yeah. and uh, and then after that we we, we say well. This country needs uh, help for uh, for uh, the schools. Another country would need uh, um, uh, wells. Yeah. Okay. And then, then we actually uh, help uh, this, and, and we have budgets and, and uh -huh. money that are sent specifically for projects. And the projects are always uh, um, it, we always have projects coming from these countries. So let's say I'm a country and I I need a. Um, wells for my my three dioceses, let's yeah. say. So I have to send uh, a letter to the a the request, office a request, request. Yeah. and then and, and then I'll get an answer saying, uh, uh, well, uh, I, um, I've been giving fifty fifty thousand mm -hmm. dollars to to uh, to help my needs in my country or right. my diocese. Okay. Well, that's an, I, I give you an example, but that's yeah. that's the way it works. Okay. Now, so the people that are here now for this gathering, they're from all the Americas. Can you explain a bit who they are and what countries are represented? Well, the, this is a continental uh, meeting. This is our ninth uh, meeting. So it's for nine years, every year we gather in a different country okay. uh, of, the, of, of, of the continent of America. Mm -hmm. And for the first time, it's, it's very significant, significant for us we're in Canada, mm -hmm. so we, we, we when we say mission and we talk about church and needs and all these all these these things, we think about the South mm -hmm. of Latin America and, and so on, but we forget that from Canada all the way down to Argentina, all these countries are are helping, mm -hmm. uh, are part of the church, and. There's no country that uh, it is not part of the church. There are exceptions, but uh, so all all of America is uh, I, uh, is here in Mon in Montreal. Right now, I can say that yeah. right now, and represented by the national directors from um, different right. countries. So we have national directors from from French and English Canada, from the Caribbean, Cuba. Nicaragua, El Salvador, Costa Rica, Colombia. I mean, every, pretty much every, I think, I think I said 16 different countries, Chile, Argentina, Venezuela. That's great. And you're, we're going to talk about this a little later, but you're hoping, I mean, you're, you're also planning a major continental gathering that's taking place in Venezuela in November, correct? Yeah, it's called the Missionary Congress mm -hmm. uh, of America. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they have one, it's like the, the, the World Youth Days, uh -huh. but uh, it's the missionary, uh, uh -huh. it's a missionary gathering. Okay. And uh, the next one is uh, in November, 26th of November mm -hmm. uh, to the 1st of December mm -hmm. of 2013. It's in Venezuela. It's in uh, the city of Maracaibo. Okay, well, I still have you. Um, we like to play music on this program. And so there's a song, it's called Vene Puisse, and you're going to tell me what that means. Um, it was a theme song for the Mission Sunday in Canada last year, is that correct? Can you explain a little bit about, about what Mission Sunday is, how the song fits in, and what the theme was, what it means, and then we'll play the song. Sure. So Mission Sunday is celebrated every single year 
the Pope writes a letter, <coughs> an apostolic letter to, uh, to uh, everyone, yeah. a message, like uh -huh. just before the World Youth Day, it's the same thing. And uh, it's around the third week of uh, October. And uh, this uh, initiative uh, is from the propagation of the faith. And um, so every year, well, every country celebrates it and promotes it uh, with their tools. We in Canada, in French Canada, we have um, uh, kits. We have a, a, a lot of, uh, of activities that we propose. We have a poster. Mm -hmm. And then we also have a theme song so people can, can you know, sing along and med meditate uh, the theme of the, of the year. Yeah. So last year, it, we, we worked around the, the theme of the Samaritan woman. Yeah. So, venez puiser, come and, 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 come and take the, take the water. Take the water, water because yeah. we, we talked about being, uh, having thirst, the thirst of the world. Uh -huh. So that water is Jesus, that mm -hmm. water is the Holy Spirit, that water is God. So that's what it means, venez puiser. So venez puiser, which means literally take the water out of the well. And so here's the song, and it's uh, written and performed by the group from Marie Jeunesse, which is a local community here in Montreal. So here it is, venez puiser.
one of the first people I met when I arrived here was someone who's, who's becoming my new best friend, Father Alex Osei. He's a Spiritan father, originally from Ghana, and he is the newest director of the Pontifical Mission Societies for English Canada. You've been at this job for two months, um, but you're not new to mission work. So tell us a little bit about your experiences as a Spiritan father, as an African, and how you ended up in Canada. That's interesting. <laughs> well, uh, as a Spiritan, I, I made my first profession, and it's almost 27 years as a missionary. And uh, I've been working in various areas. I started in the Gambia, uh, where I did a kind of a street boys and girls school, helping them. And then I went to Nigeria. I work in the Diocese of Yola, which is uh, uh, the up north of uh, Nigeria, bordered Cameroon. Mm -hmm. And I was there as a, as a missionary and working with the very people. Uh -huh. And then I was transferred to Kano, Kano in the northern part of Nigeria. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I worked there for uh, almost eight years, uh -huh. working with the Muslims and... Uh, I've come to realize missionary life, uh, uh, the early concept of mission is being sent to those who have not heard the gospel message. Mm -hmm. But uh, within these days and with my own experience, mission is more than that today. Mm -hmm. uh, mission is not just going to those who have not heard it, because people have heard the message. People yeah. know who God is. Uh, and so mission, mission, mission is completely different. It has a different definition and different understanding. Uh, coupled with what is happening today, we, we can talk of uh, urban evangelization, which again is another mission, uh, whereby people have moved into the cities. We have immigrants, we have people traveling all over into the city looking for jobs. Uh, and again, the mission work, with my own experience, is not just proclaiming the Bible to them. It involves uh, human life. It involves how best can you help the person to understand who or she is. Mm -hmm. It depends on uh, how best will you help the person to overcome the difficulties facing the person. Uh, it, it also um, comes into the point of realizing a mission entails uh, education. Uh -huh. And therefore, the younger ones coming up in this urban evangelization, how would they be able to assess education? Right. Can I just interrupt you for a second because you said two things that I have two questions. So the first is, so the Spirit and Fathers, are, are it's a missionary congregation. So I want to ask you how you, growing up in Ghana, a little boy, how you ended up with the Spirit and Fathers. Um, and then I have a question about working with the Muslims. So tell me first about the Spirit and Fathers. How did you get to know them? Um, growing up in Ghana? Um, I, I grew up in a parish with a, an Irish missionary. Uh -huh. And uh, when I finished my education, university, I was working. I worked as a sales manager. And then I always go home to visit my parents. And I would see this uh, Irish missionary, Father John Flynn, uh, Peter Quinn, who is a spiritan. 
and uh, they go out to the outstations. I'm, I'm born in a city, uh, so they go out to the outstations. At times, rain season with their battle VW, uh, while I go home with my four by four truck. Uh, so at times, I offer them yeah. a lift to go instead of using their own car. I go with them. And from there, I realize, well, these people are doing a great job. They go to the villages, they eat what the people give them, and they stay. It's not a comfortable place. Little bit father has come, and people rally around. And so I develop an interest mm -hmm. that I want to give my life like them, right. moving out of my country to help others. Right. Uh, and from there, that is where I, I searched and found out I want to become a spiritan. Yeah. Whose, whose charism is meant uh, for the marginalized, the poor, the, the outcast, mm -hmm. uh, and it's also geared towards primary evangelization. Uh, so like the early Spiritan missionaries were, went to Africa during the slave trade, mm -hmm. and uh, many died on the sea, but those who survived were buying the slaves, setting them free, following them up, building schools, educating them. Uh, and so I found that that's a great, great missionary work that I want to do. Right. That's why I joined the missionaries. Okay, so, and you said that being a missionary is not so much about converting people as it is with walking with them, being, being with the marginalized, which explains why you would, be, would have been doing mission work among a Muslim community in northern Nigeria, where you weren't there to convert them necessarily. Can you explain a little bit more of what that kind of work would have been like? Um, it is interesting and it is good. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. You cannot convert them, uh, but you rather share a, a common interest, mm -hmm. an interest in the same God, mm -hmm. uh, which they call Allah, and we call God. Uh, and so you just have your presence there is, is like a witness in a way of solidarity, in a way of relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you're not there to convert them. But in the northern part, we have a lot of people who migrated from the east, the south, southeast, and south north to Kano or to the northern part because it's a city that is uh, more of a, a market center. Mm -hmm. And so people come far away to settle down and they are Catholics, okay. you know. So in as much as you are ministering to them as priests, mm -hmm. uh, with the Muslims as brothers and sisters, there's that kind of a relationship there. You don't convert them, but you are attending, you are ministering to the people who have migrated it. Right. Yeah. So you're now in Canada, you're now in Toronto, and you're the new director for the Pontifical Mission Societies for English Canada, I can't ask you what you've done with them because you've just started, but what is your hope then of the work that you can do to promote the Pontifical Mission Societies among English Canada? Well, um, I don't have anything new because the church has its own goals. Uh, uh, we can, we, I'm not bringing a new agenda. The church has its own agenda. Yes. Uh, but I can also bring in a, a little bit of missionary experience mm -hmm. uh, in the sense of my experience since mission, uh, Pontifical Mission deals with the mission churches uh, outside Canada and within Canada. Uh, I'll be able to reach out to people to let them know that uh, mission, uh, being here in Canada, 
we can be part of a mission in a different way, not going out of Canada to preach, uh -huh. but our contributions uh, is, is a source of solidarity, uh, and, uh, and that is also a mission. And so uh, I think what I can bring in to let people realize that mission is not sending uh, people from Canada going out, but their contribution to help build a church, to help evangelize, to, uh, to help building hospitals, building schools, orphanages, uh, is also in solidarity with the missionary life. And that's what I think I, I'm here to, to contribute my quota in that aspect of it. And again, not only that, even the, the Northern Territory, or, uh, the, the, our native Indians, right. uh, they need schools, they, we mm -hmm. need to help them. They know God. Mm -hmm. I love the culture. I love it. You know, you experience God when, we are, when you are with them. Yes. You know, when I was in Musjo as a pastor, uh -huh. I, I had a, a wedding, and uh, it's so, so touchy. Uh -huh. And that they already know God, yes. but it is our responsibility to to help them build schools, some infrastructures for them to continue building up the hope mm -hmm. and their belief. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We sometimes forget that we even have mission dioceses in Canada. In fact, I've been to some of them. Does some work with Catholic missions in Canada, and especially with Bishop Gary Gordon, who I love up in Whitehorse. Um, maybe just to end. Is it fair to say that everyone has a missionary call? Can I be a Christian? Can I be a Catholic and not be a missionary? By our call, we are all missionaries. Yeah. Because the mandate from Christ, go preach the good news to the ends of the earth. It's, 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 it's on every Catholic. And by our baptism, we are all missionaries. Mm -hmm. Some may take it further, practicalizing it, some may not. And so by our, our call through baptism, mm -hmm. being adopted children of God, we are mandated to carry on the mission of Christ. And so we are all missionaries. Amen. Thank you. So I hope that's inspiring to all our listeners. I've been speaking with Father Alex Osei. He is the new director of the a Pontifical Mission Societies for English Canada. He's a spirit and priest and a, and a, a seasoned missionary. It's been great speaking to you. Um, thank you for being in the program. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I am always available. I want to promote uh, Pontifical Missions, Holy Childhood, St. Peter the Apostle, Mission Union. So anytime you need for us to reach out to people to, to help us promote this mission, uh, especially within this period of uh, new evangelization and uh, the year of faith, I'm available. Thank you very much. I am sitting now with Father George Williams. He is from St. Lucia, and he is the national... I guess it's not really national if you're in charge of several regional. countries. Regional. Um, so, yeah, I'll ask you to explain. So you're the regional uh, director for the uh, Pontifical Mission Societies, but for the Antilles, or for, which is a part of the Caribbean. Can you explain sort of the area that you're responsible for? Okay, well, I'm responsible for 25 dioceses, oh, wow. which comes on the 19 islands, including Bahamas, Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago, Jamaica, 
Barbados and the rest of the islands. So these are, are these dioceses that would be considered themselves mission dioceses, or are these, some of these dioceses are wealthy dioceses that could help missions somewhere else? No, we are mission dioceses. Um, majority of our priests missionaries. Uh -huh. uh, we have not been able to acquire sufficient uh, clergy for ourselves. So therefore we are still waiting on outside help to enable us to move the church forward. So we consider ourselves mission territory. Yeah. So, but you are a priest that grew up, you grew up in St. Lucia. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you came to find your vocation and how you ended up doing mission work? Well, it's a long story, <laughs> a long story. Um, interestingly, um, only last week I was sharing with someone and, and uh, he was very surprised because I studied for the priesthood uh, from, uh, from 1979 to 1985. And then when I graduated, I took a break uh, I took a break to revalue myself again. Mm -hmm. And I took a long break, 20 years. Wow. <clears throat> so it was the two of us who went in together, Bishop Gabriel Miles and myself. And he's a bishop now. And, um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, only, uh, I'm only being a Dana priest nine years this year. Right. Otherwise, I'd have been a priest 27, 28 years now. But uh, people think I, I'm a seasoned priest because yeah. the way they see me operate. But the point is that from young, I've been in the church. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I decided I wanted to be a priest. And then God had other plans. I went and I studied uh, sociology. So I'm a sociologist. I lectured at the universities. Uh -huh. And then I went into politics. Wow. So I worked with the government for a while. And then after a while, I felt, and I tried marriage as well. I was engaged for right. five years, you know, and I realized that wow. I was not moving on. And I mm -hmm. think after all of these politics, engagement, and I think God said, look, you had, you had enough of it. <laughs> so um, I came back and, uh, and then I'm ordained now for the Diocese of St. John's Bastet, which is Antigua and St. Kitts. This diocese, we have nine islands that we look after. Okay. We look after the British Virgin Islands, um, St. Kitts, these are um, British um, territories, yes. Monstrat and so forth. But then our chancery is in Antigua. Okay. And it's a diocese. But my diocese in Lucia is an archdiocese. So okay. it is our metropolitan in Castries. Okay. So uh, I don't know. I guess most people, at least in North America, do not think of the church in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. What sort, sorts of, and I don't want to say that all the islands are the same, but are there some <clears throat> similar challenges that the church faces in the Caribbean? Well, the first challenge we have is shortage of priests in terms of trying to get our own local priests. The church cannot be local unless it, 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 it is able to provide itself local priests. Mm -hmm. And then we are thankful for missionaries like SVDs, FMIs, and uh, Jesuits, and Redemptorists, and mm -hmm. Spiritans who have come to assist us. Mm -hmm. The other challenge we have is the question of um, persons moving out to the evangelicals. And it is a huge challenge for us in the Caribbean. Yeah. Hence the reason why I think um, being appointed as the new regional director, this would be part of my focus 
the new evangelization which uh, Pope Benedict Emeritus spoke about. Mm -hmm. And then of course, the incoming Holy Father, I'm certainly sure with his spirituality, with his already his pastoral experience, that will continue as well. So the focus will be on new evangelization as well as trying to evangelize persons who have left the church to right. help them to understand that, that they need to come back home. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, that's a little different from what I hear from other people working in, in, in mission dioceses in terms of the poverty or the people who are marginalized. And I'm sure that those are issues that you have to deal with. But in terms of vocations, why would you say that what, what would be the reason that you think is that you have so few vocations? Well, first and foremost, you know, um, as you... <laughs> The, the, the Caribbean, there's some of the islands that are metropolitan, um, they, they are metropolitan in terms of the, the you know, it's a consumer uh -huh. um, economy. Uh, but for instance, in Trinidad and Tobago, it's an archdiocese, mm -hmm. um, yet it has been able to produce itself, priests. Mm -hmm. But uh, just about a month ago, four of them died. And only yesterday I got word another one died. So, you know, so the old guards are going. Okay. But we are not being able to attract young men into the priesthood. Mm -hmm. And as you realize, uh, the spirituality has changed. You know, we were brought up with grandparents, the extended family. Mm -hmm. And they encourage us, you know, to go to church, evening prayer, to pray the rosary. Now, you know, the tradition is, is, is not there. Mm -hmm. So you really can't get young men being attracted to the priesthood if you don't have a good family unit. And I think the family is under attack in the Caribbean. Yeah, and, and, and yes, and, and that is a big thing, yeah. you know? And our young people are not attracted to the church. And hence the reason why I think a new thrust in the church, especially in light of the scandal that we have been facing, mm -hmm. that has affected young people as well, you know? And so we have to try and see how we can, can, can help young people to understand while the church is human, the church is divine as well. Right. It's God's church, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. So therefore, the church has, has lived 2,000 years. It has gone through quite a lot, and God will see the church through. But I think our young people need to, to buy you know, this uh, message that, yes, the church makes mistakes because of its human foundation, but yet the Holy Spirit is the main foundation of the mm -hmm. church. It sounds like you have a, a lot of good work ahead of you, yes, never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. Never. And I love it, you know, I love it. And I keep telling people there's a reason why God has made me a priest because, you know, I try to run away and I do succeed. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, like Jonah. Like Jonah. So God brought me right back, you know. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for talking with us today. Father George Williams, he is the regional director for the Pontifical Mission Societies for, uh, for, for the Antilles, which is a, a, a Caribbean islands. And he is uh, also, apparently wears a lot of different hats in, uh, in St. Lucia. Thank you very much. God bless. Thank you as well. I'm now sitting here with Father Byron Chavans. He's originally from Jamaica, but he has been doing, uh, living and working in Honduras now for many, many years. Father, thank you for speaking with us today. Can you tell us a little bit about your priestly vocation and your missionary vocation? How did you come to, to do what you're doing now? I entered the Franciscan province. That's, um, that's a, um, 
the province of the Immaculate Conception and as novices they sent us for an experience in their Central American territory. Um, I visited El Salvador, Guatemala and Honduras and I really liked Honduras. Uh, and I, I, felt a uh, I felt drawn to Honduras because of the severe poverty that I saw there, and also because of the openness and simplicity of the people. And so when I left the Franciscans, I decided to, uh -huh. you know, to, to serve there as a priest, and you know, the bishop, my bishop was Franciscan, and he was willing to have me there. I feel fulfilled there because, you know, one has to really be open to the people, one has to um, listen to them from their own, you know, perspective, from their own environment, and attend them. Uh -huh. And their needs are many. But um, one thing that has really moved me to to stay with the people is that hope that they have. They might not have much, but you know, they, you know, they they they, they smile and you know they believe in God, and and that is what gets them, keeps them going despite the fact that they suffer so horribly at times, mm -hmm. you know, and um, I, I saw in Honduras and the Honduran people there a kind of resilience, uh, 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 a perseverance that I probably don't, didn't see elsewhere. Uh -huh. um, but maybe it's in, in other poor countries too, but it, it was so moving for me to see the people living in a mud hut on a dirt floor and, you know, a very poor diet and and yet they were willing to, to, to bend over to, to, to receive me and to learn about God and to, and, and to look for their own, own development, um, spiritual, not only spiritual, but also materially. Right. So now you are the National Director for the Pontifical Mission Societies in Honduras. What does that mean? It means uh, letting people be aware of the mission responsibility that is that we are all called to go out to the entire world and make disciples of, of the nations. Um, now that means that one cannot remain culturally Catholic. One has to realize that even though you are born in a Catholic country, as a Catholic you have a responsibility to deepen your faith and to bring others to the faith. Uh, right now, many people go to church, but very, very few receive communion. And one of the reasons is because our people aren't socially aware. They might be socially aware of it. I mean, they might be religiously aware of it, but they, they don't feel that they have to get married for various reasons. Uh -huh. and, and, you know, it's important for them to realize that marriage is a great sacrament mm -hmm. and that they're called upon to live as, as Jesus um, calls them to live. And not only that, they're also called to to go out and show people the word of God. What I mean is they should go out there and um, teach people about God and, and be present to them as Jesus would be present to them in their own needs. Mm -hmm. the, the, the mission teaches us to look outward and not just to look at our own pain and our right. suffering. And I think that perspective will cause Honduras to grow because in the, in the, in the measure that we, we, we take responsibility to share what we have with others and to help them through uh, and to say I am with you even though I might not have anything materially that really gives the people a sense a really Christian sense of love and that's what the gospel is all about. Mm -hmm. Would you say that that your work is primarily 
doing mission work, walking with the marginalized, or also forming Honduras to be missionaries themselves? Yeah, well, you know, teaching them to observe, that says the commandment, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus' mandate to observe everything that he has, you know, has commanded us. Yeah. So it means forming our people. Now, I want to tell you that our people don't read a lot, you know. We have a very high literacy rate. And, you know, trying to tell them that you've got to deepen your faith by reading and, and formation is is extremely, extremely important. At every, just to let you know, at every, what do you call it, sessions that we have with our church ministers, uh -huh. um, we try to tell them that you've got to get into formation, you've got to do formation, you've got to go on, know more about the faith, you've got, to, and so on. But they don't seem to take it as seriously as they should. Uh, for various reasons, poverty, they can't buy the, the material and so on, and, and there are a lot of um, challenges there. And it's a slow process, but um, we're trying. And some of the people are responding. You talk about Aparecida. That's a new document that we have for about, from Brazil. From Brazil. Yeah. Um, it talks a lot about conversion, you know, conversion of the heart, changing structures that won't work, and so on. And that is one of them. How can, when you talk about formation, that's one of these things that we've got. How can you really get people interested in getting to know more about God, in spending more time mm -hmm. out of their work time, you know, with, you know, in church, in, in church matters, you know, and so on. It's really an uphill battle. People will, develop, will, will separate the faith from what they live outside, you know. They'll come yeah. to church on a Sunday, no problem. But you talk about, you know, coming for a formation work, for, you know, for like an hour or so in the week. Yeah. They don't want to. They yeah. make excuses and yes. so on because they don't really feel that Jesus calls, they might think that, but they don't feel committed that way. And that is what really, you know, keeps the church down uh -huh. when we're not really um, desirous to serve him in what he asks of us. Would you say that the church in Honduras, uh, I mean, I don't know how many dioceses you would have in the country, but are they all considered mission dioceses? There are nine dioceses. Some of them are not considered mission diocese. I think there are two that are, are really with the propagation of the faith, you know, with the, um, but the rest are, are diocese, you know, but they're young. We'd call them young dioceses. Young diocese means that they're struggling dioceses. I mean, they have a, a certain number of priests there, but um, they still don't have a good infrastructure. Uh -huh. You know, you talk about churches and so on, and, and schools, you know, schools don't exist as far as we're concerned, like a church school, you know, and so on, uh -huh. in many places. Um, but the, 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 for the church to really develop there, you need a good infrastructure. Uh -huh. uh, a parish center, for example, that ever one, one is one of those things that I'm trying to build where I am now. Things like that don't exist. And um, in, many, in, some, in some dioceses. So it's putting that in and, and letting people take responsibility for what they build, you know, and say, well, this mm -hmm. is yours now. Now you get the people come to the marriage encounters, the young people's encounters, and so on. That's the aim of it, because once you have a, a good structure like that, not just a physical building, and you have a good community-based communities where people learn about God, where they share, where they have a feeling of belonging, that really will deepen you know, the, the, the faith life of the people and, and help them you know, to really cherish, love their, not only love their faith, but desire to spread it. Uh -huh. So we do need that kind of 
identity. They have to take ownership of, of uh, you know, of their place in the church, and that is what is needed. Thank you very much, Father Byron Chavans, the National Director for the Pontifical Mission Societies for Honduras. Thank you very much. I'm back now with Jose Sierra, the Director of Communications for the Pontifical Mission Societies for French Canada. And we've been mentioning that there will be a meeting in Venezuela in November 2013. So Jose, what is the purpose of that meeting in Venezuela? So the purpose is to, to, uh, to be together first as, as a church, as a universal church. Uh, that's very important because that gives us strength to, to uh, move on with our own work in our own countries. Mm -hmm. And after that, well, it's a gathering of, of people uh, from different countries so we can actually have a take on what's going on, on in different places. Right. And, uh, and also, uh, thirdly, and uh, uh, very important, is uh, to have we have conferences and forums, mm -hmm. and we'll, we're going to uh, assist, uh, you know, hear a lot of, of, of uh, uh, concrete uh, uh, things about uh, projects over here or uh, some kids over there, uh, right. what's going on, because, we, well, it's nice to hear uh, as a family what, what, what's, what's happening to it yeah. uh, all over. And this is a big family. We're talking about the whole continent of America. Right. So, and is this a conference that anyone can attend? Well, uh, yes, you, anyone can attend. It's like the, the World Youth Days. Uh -huh. It's open to everyone. And, uh, of course, uh, it, it, it's less, uh, less I, I'm going to say it's less popular because it's, it's less known. Mm -hmm. And it's also in, in uh, it's going to be in, in Venezuela and a lot of Spanish-speaking countries are right. going. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very normal if, if people that don't speak Spanish come. Right. But uh, on the other hand, uh, a lot of kids are going, young people are going to uh, Brazil. Yes. And uh, they, they maybe do not know uh, Portuguese. But a lot of people come because they, they want to uh, live that spirit. Mm -hmm. So if people want to find out, there is a website. It's Venezuela Cam 4, so Venezuela, and then C-A-M and the number 4.org.ve, VenezuelaCam4.org.ve. I'm going to put that link on our website. And I know that they also have a Facebook page, so you can look for Cam 4 or Venezuela Cam 4 on Facebook. Um, there's also a theme song for the event, and we're going to leave... Uh, our listeners with this song. Can you tell us a little bit about the, th about the song and what the title means? America Misionera Comparte Tu Fe, uh, Missionary America. Uh, share your, share faith. your faith. It's a very strong message. Uh -huh. And, uh, and uh, when you will hear the song, and I hope you'll dance to it, uh -huh. you'll understand what the, what the theme is about. And, uh, and the main theme of, of the Congress is... Uh, um, disciples of uh, Jesus in a secularized uh, and pluricultural world, and uh, well, that, that, that's basically it. Okay. And uh, the theme song is all, is is also well, like you know, like most a lot of a lot of uh, countries in 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 Latin America, it's very uh, 
joyful and has a lot of rhythm and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's nice. It's nice to, to feel that as a Catholic, yeah. uh, as a church, we, we dance to our missionary uh, uh, souls. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much. So I've been speaking with Jose Sierra. He's the Director of Communications for the Pontifical Mission Societies for French Canada. And as I said, you can find out more about this gathering in Venezuela and Maracaibo. Venezuela should be a good time. VenezuelaCam4.org.ve. And here now uh, we're going to leave you with the theme song. America Misionera, Comparte Tu Fe, a call to share our faith. Thank you for being with us. Um, I'm Deacon Pedro, and this has been a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour.
Ah, 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 ah,